Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Been moving all around the Taipei area. Oh, this always feels good. It's 5.30 in the afternoon here in Kathmandu, Nepal. Okay, just a few hundred steps to go, and I'm at the top of the platform here of Swayambhuna at the Monkey Temple. I was drinking a mixture of beer, a rice wine, and I am really feeling it now. I am up at 3.30 in the morning to go to a tuna auction. I am here in Mumbai, India, and I'm here in Tokyo, Japan for Sakura, the cherry blossoms. It's 7.45 in the morning here in Phnom Penh, and I'm just gonna try to cross the street. I'm gonna try on a crosswalk. It's 6.15 in the morning, and I think I'm one of the only people in Ta Prom. This is Tomb Raider Temple. Hi, I'm John Sabot, and this is the Far East Travels Podcast. Hey there, welcome to the Far East Travels Podcast. It's John Sabo, live from Siem Reap, Cambodia. I've invited my Twitter Live followers as well as uh, Periscope uh, followers to join in on the conversation. Um, I've been now in uh, Siem Reap for almost one week. Uh, be one week uh, from uh, like the next day, which would, doesn't make any sense when you're listening to the replay of a, a podcast or uh, a, a live uh, stream. So... Uh, 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 it's quite nice uh, in, in Siem Reap. It, it, it certainly is a tourist town, so it's heavy on tourist, uh, uh, you know, activities, traffic, uh, people, you know, soliciting tourists, good and bad. So uh, you just have to kind of get to know the town to sort of know, you know, what is really good for you. If you really want to be in the sort of heavy tourist area and all the partying and stuff like that, or if you want to kind of be on the sidelines and get away from that. Uh, but um, so the first question is, is Cambodia my residence? No, not at all. I mean, I'm just here for, you know, a total of two months. I'll be here probably. And, uh, and then I'll be moving on either back to Vietnam for a while or somewhere else. Uh, but no, it's not a permanent residence for me. I'm just on an over, uh, you know, uh, extended stay. Let's, let's say that. And uh, it helps me sort of dive in more to places, uh, get the real feel of a place. I am not just a typical vlogger that shows up for a couple days, shoots a bunch of videos, uploads them, and it's just, you know, I kind of like really want to get to know the place and the people and find out, you know, all the best and worst of a place so I can pass it on to everybody. So, um, you know, I'm noticing the differences here. I've, it's been five years since I've been here and uh, some things are, are the same, some are much different. Uh, and the first question from Barb in Canada is, have I been to Angkor Wat this trip? I, are you in Canada right now or are you in Florida still? I can't remember now where you are. 
Have you been to Angkor Wat this trip? Not yet. I do plan on going uh, probably next week or the week after. Um, I have been there before. I've spent uh, you know a lot of time there the last time I was here. So I'm just kind of being a little more strategic and planning out uh, my uh, trip there because it's a lot more expensive to go to Angkor Wat than it is uh, that was five years ago. It's almost double the price, not quite double the price. Originally, they were going to double the price, I think. But uh, for a uh, seven-day pass now, it's 72 US dollars. For a one-day pass, it's 37. And then the three-day pass is somewhere in between. Uh, well, the royal residence where we're walking to uh, on this uh, broadcast is uh, the official residence of the, the, the king of uh, Cambodia when he stays in Siem Reap. So it's not a palace. Um, but it is, you know, nice private grounds. It's not open to the public at all. Like the uh, royal palace in um, Phnom Penh is, it, portions of it are open to the public. There's nothing open to the public at the uh, royal residence here. Now, I honestly don't know how often he stays here, but he does have a residence to stay when he is here. And it's uh, in a beautiful spot where we're walking to, but I just wanted to, you know, Take a little walk down here, show you a different side. Maybe if you've never seen or all you ever see is Pub Street, <laughs> pictures of Pub Street and people partying in uh, Siem Reap. I want to show you some of the different side of Siem Reap, which is this Siem Reap River. Um, and we're in the dry season right now, so you can see the water level is low if you're watching the broadcast. Uh, there are some issues right now as we're you know, um, in the dry season, we're going to have some problems in parts of Cambodia because uh, the Mekong is going to, uh, the water levels are going to go down because China's adjusting the tap up north. So that's going to affect people here, unfortunately. So uh, there's going to be some more issues with uh, power outages probably here. Uh, maybe not necessarily in Siem Reap, but in maybe other provinces and, uh, you know, maybe some water shortages as well. But uh, let's get back to the walk here. This walk uh, along the river here towards uh, the park is just one of the nicest things you could do if you visit Siem Reap. Uh, as you can see, I'm walking right now. It's shaded on this side. It's a morning walk. Uh, and uh, there's just not many people around here. So it's a really nice place to come in the mornings and just kind of stretch your legs and relax a little bit. There's traffic going by. It's not like heavy, heavy traffic. And yes, the question about the, the, the Mekong in, in China, yeah, they're, I mean, they're using it for, um, you know, to create more energy. So yes, they're keeping the energy. The, the energy that they're using is going to affect other people here. This is one of the temples uh, along the way here. I'm sorry, I can't remember the name of this one, but it is uh, uh, beautiful uh, as all, you know, pretty much most all uh, Khmer temples are large grounds here. This is one of the uh, significant temples of Siem Reap. So thanks for watching and uh, you can also uh, follow me on Facebook, Far East Adventure Travel or John Sabo Official or Instagram is great too. John Sabo's Far East Travels. My podcast is on Spotify in the iTunes store, Far East Travels Podcast. Uh, please do uh, contact me either through Periscope or Twitter or uh, Facebook or Instagram if you uh, want to connect. Uh, you can do it that way. Uh, you can just send me an email too, john at fareasttravels.com. And uh, I'm actually meeting one of my listeners uh, today to do a little quick interview chat uh, for a future podcast. 
and he's traveling. Uh, he is here right now in Siem Reap. And we are live. Uh, question about eating dog meat. I, uh, no, I've never eaten dog meat. I don't eat meat at all. I don't eat any meat. So I definitely won't be trying dog meat. So this is a little quieter spot down at this end as well. If you're looking for places to stay, it's a, it is gorgeous weather today. We have just lovely weather here. And it is a nice vibe. It's quite a bit different um, than uh, the, um, <laughs> you know, the environment of Phnom Penh. Phnom Penh is obviously, you know, the biggest city in Cambodia. It's a capital. So uh, it's kind of, for me, it's kind of a nice change. I spent like a month in Phnom Penh. So now coming here, and it's just a slower pace and uh, you know there's a little more friendliness because there's not as much you know people so people are, are a little more uh, relaxed it's kind of nice it's a really nice change yes I have a YouTube channel John Sabo on YouTube I'm I've uploaded uh, since I got here I've uploaded five videos uh, from Cambodia I have another one to, to, to upload today or tomorrow on a fake Paris uh, development in Phnom Penh I want to share that with you as well so that'll be on YouTube and uh, yeah, there's a guy named Tudor that I'm meeting, but he's not the Periscope Tudor <laughs> for those uh, Periscopers. It's not the guy, it, this guy is actually from Transylvania as well originally, but he lives in Germany, but he's not the Periscope Tudor, by the way. Uh, a couple people I think saw that on Facebook. Uh, there's some really lovely, along this river road here, there's some really lovely uh, hotels, boutique hotels, guest house, and uh, restaurants. Oh. Just got brushed by a guy, it's okay, no worries, on his bicycle. A few uh, folks uh, strolling this morning here. <laughs> you see, guy just, is, you know, it's no big deal. I kind of elbowed him. Look at this, you know, I'm sure that these uh, lampposts here are from the colonial era. They have lots of, uh, uh, you know, Khmer uh, designs and markings on them. And uh, the royal residence that we're heading to was uh, built uh, during the French era as well. So it has, you know, it's kind of French colonial. We're also gonna see uh, the Grand Hotel, the first five-star hotel in Siem Reap where Jacqueline Anassa stayed and Charlie Chaplin, we're gonna walk and I'll show you the outside of the uh, Raffles Grand Encore. And uh, some other big hotels here. I, I, I don't, I'm walking by a big one right now. I, I don't know the name of it. So if you, I mean, if you're coming to Cambodia and you want to get a real true sort of, you know, smaller town experience, probably Siem Reap is not the best place. You know, you can, you can find little pockets of, you know, sort of Cambodia, the real sort of cultural Cambodia in, in Siem Reap for sure. Uh, but uh, you're better off to go to the other towns if you really want the small town uh, Cambodia and Khmer culture. I would, I would go to Batambang or Krache or um, Kampot, Kep. Those places will give you more of an authentic feel because 50% of the people that work in Siem Reap work in the travel business. They're, they're in the tourist industry. So you can imagine the mindset's quite a bit different here. Um, the hospitality is very nice here. You know, it's, the people are so friendly and sweet. 
And I always encourage people to get out to the smaller family restaurants, you know, outside of the Pub Street area, uh, around uh, Wat Damnak, around the river where I'm walking. On the other side, there's some really nice local food, you know, really genuine, you know, local hospitality. Much different than, you know, the places that you'll see, but uh, the, no, the people are very friendly here. Hospitality is very good. And it's a, it's a tourist town, so they're very focused on tourists. And like I said, half, um, half the people here work in the tourism industry. Best food is from the locals. Yeah, I agree. And there's some, actually some wonderful like uh, higher end restaurants here as well. I've sampled in the past, not on this trip yet, um, but I have um, eaten at some of the finer places here as well. And if you're really into food and fine dining, oh man, the food is so good and the value, you can get like a five or six course tasting menu for, for $30, 30 US dollars. Absolutely amazing bargain. It's like that in, in Laos as well. Laos, you can go to these fine dining places and pay like $25 each, $30 each and have a wonderful experience. So uh, there's another building I'm gonna point out as we're walking down. Uh, it's the uh, Foreign Correspondence Club CM Reap location. It's on this uh, river road as well. And um, they of course have the main branch that's actually under renovation right now in Phnom Penh. Uh, this one I visited before, nice food, drinks, it's in an old uh, colonial home and uh, the, uh, it's a little bit of a sort of a, a more laid back crowd there, it's not the real party crowd, a little bit older crowd, but nice if you enjoy that kind of atmosphere. So any other questions about uh, you know what I'm currently doing here, anything about Siem Reap or uh, Phnom Penh, just shoot them my way. Have I tried any fruits? I bought some jackfruit last night. I've you know eaten most of the fruits here before. There's really not much new uh, to try for me, um, just because I've you know been here a couple times before and I live in Southeast Asia now. Um, but I bought a, you know a kilo of jackfruit last night, so some of it's still in my fridge, and jackfruit's one of my faves. $3 for a kilo. See, so they said, no, I should, uh, I'm walking past some colonial art style architecture right now. I'm not sure how new or old these buildings are, if they are authentic uh, colonial, but there are definitely within this area uh, probably the highest concentration of uh, colonial architecture anywhere. Yeah, there's, there's statues in the park here. Some lovely streets to walk uh, uh, down off of this road at this end of uh, uh, River Road here um, with uh, some of the big old mansions. And somebody's saying they had a barbecue jackfruit burger from a veg spot in Brooklyn. That sounds wonderful, yeah. Jackfruit is uh, uh, a fruit that can be used in a, a sweet, a dessert or a savory dish as well. They use it in curries. I've had it in curries before, I haven't. I've heard of people doing burgers with it. That sounds wonderful. Very versatile fruit. And it's always in season here. Well, that's great, I'm glad you enjoyed it. 
I bet you there's some great vegan restaurants in Brooklyn. So um, as I'm walking uh, down the beautiful wide boardwalk you can see here, I, I don't know if I've ever seen any motorbikes come on here because I don't think the traffic ever gets too busy here. So it's a really safe street to walk. Um, and uh, some of the uh, older mansions down here, uh, the one that I'm walking past now is the Foreign Correspondents Club. Well, more and more people are moving towards vegetarianism or veganism. Of course, vegetarianism, you have a little more flexibility. I mean, you can still eat dairy products. Uh, it becomes a little more challenging once you cut out the dairy and become fully vegan. Um, I'm not in Angkor Wat. Angkor Wat is a few kilometers away from here, but I will show you the road that takes you to uh, Angkor Wat. Well, I'm a travel blogger. I mean, I blog about culture and food and uh, I live in Asia, so pretty much all of my travel experience that I'm relaying out there is, is from places in East Asia, Southeast Asia, or South Asia. Yeah, I'm not 100% vegan either. I still eat fish as well on occasion. I'd say probably about 90% vegan for myself. These are huge trees. I, I really don't know. I'm not a, I'm not an expert on trees, but they are definitely uh, they they are definitely planted here during the French colonial period. And this is we're coming up now to the royal residence here. This is the royal residence. You can there's a gate. Uh, entrance here. Okay, as I said before, it's completely private. It's not open to the public. The beautiful park here. These tall trees are the home, are home to a lot of bats. So in the at dusk in the evening, uh, you can see bats flying around here sometimes. It's actually, there's quite a spectacle in Battambang, Cambodia, which is uh, a few hours, about five or six hours, I think, uh, bus from Siem Reap to Battambang nine hours by uh, slow boat and uh, there every night about 530 there's a cave just outside of the town where a million literally one million bats fly out every evening uh, the white I yeah I remember the last time I was here five years ago somebody kept asking me about the white paint yeah, I think it's something to do with disease or whatever I'm not exactly sure to prevent some kind of disease or something and uh, they still have some Christmas decorations up here. I don't know what kind of bats, actually. There are different kinds of bats here. There's one kind of bat I know that they, they, people used to eat, but it's illegal now to kill them for food. These are really, there's some uh, lovely basket lanterns here hanging. Uh, from these uh, the scaffolding, these poles that uh, uh, cover this uh, the bridge here that you cross the river, and uh, this is the the royal residence. I'm going to walk by right now, and then there's a temple that we're going to see, and this is the road uh, I'm crossing now. The road that to lead you to the Angkor Wat ruins. By the way, for people that use Grab Taxi or Grab uh, Share Rides, uh, they do have Grab and CM Reap. It's, very, it's not that hard to cross safely here. Uh, the traffic usually is fairly slow, especially in CM Reap. This is the Royal Residence. 
and uh, it's not particularly lavish looking. There's some, some more buildings that we'll walk by as well. Um, they do bring tours down here, or tourists down here, because there's a, a, a significant temple we're going to walk by as well. And then people do like to see the royal residence. The royal emblem. And we're going to walk through the Royal Gardens Park. This is a uh, this park here. This part here is private, only for the uh, the king and the family. And uh, he lost his uh, half-sister uh, in November. Uh, his half-sister, a princess, uh, died. And there's some cameras out, people waiting out here. I'm just, oh, they're doing some wedding photos, I think. Yeah, somebody's doing some pre, they call them the pre, <laughs> the pre-photos. So they're in their traditional, traditional clothing here. Hello, hi. Their traditional Khmer clothing, doing their wedding photos. Is that nice? Lovely, nice couple. Lovely couple. And uh, that is uh, the former king, uh, the the father of the current king, uh, Sihanouk, who died in 2012. Uh, his wife, the queen mother, is still alive. Big, uh, big picture of him on this uh, building part of the uh, royal palace. Uh, yeah, that's no problem at all. There's nobody stopping you from filming. Uh, and in fact, like uh, the, the couple that I just walked by that's uh, doing the wedding shoot, I mean, they're, they're taking their photos outside here, so it's not, not an issue at all. Usually there's only uh, issues with photos of, uh, uh, you know, military, some government offices, and of course embassies, they never like you to photo, uh, uh, photograph uh, embassies or consulates. Of course, because these temples are close to the royal residence, there's a lot of significance and uh, auspiciousness to them, so this little uh, um, Pagoda or shrine I'm going to walk by is always there's always people praying here And I'm just I'm looking I'm waiting for my pole here I'm gonna sometimes you have to put your hand up you just put your hand up when you're crossing road if, especially if you see a uh, like a car or truck coming a, a larger vehicle Usually the motorbikes can just move right around you. Uh, motorbikes are still one of the main transports. I mean, I see really lots of tuk-tuks here. Almost as many tuk-tuks here. So this is uh, the temple I'm gonna walk by is the Priam Chek Priam Chorm, and they were uh, Angkorian princesses. And the deities that are inside this temple used to be at Angkor Wat and they moved them here for safety. I think they've, they've been moving all around, but in 1990, they kind of settled uh, into this uh, uh, pagoda or wat here. So, um, so you know, like lots of people come here every day to uh, pray for good luck. A lot of married couples, young married couples come here, newlyweds come here as well. 
So, and then of course, if you want to walk inside, of course, there's no problem to do it. It doesn't cost anything, but you have to take your shoes off and take your hat off as a part of the etiquette of uh, walking into a Buddhist uh, temple or pagoda. All right, so I'm going to walk now through the park here. This is a beautiful park. Tourists do come down here, but it is not a heavily uh, trafficked area, I would say. So five-star hotels around here, because of course it's very strategically, uh, strategically located, uh, close to uh, Angkor Wat. So one of the most uh, popular things, of course, to do when you're uh, going to Angkor Wat is to see the sunrise in Angkor Wat. I have done that before. And, um, you know, you have to have some sort of expectations going in because it's, it's you, it, it, this time of year it will be very, very crowded. At least, you know, maybe between, maybe 1,000 and 2,000 people on any given morning, uh, all crowded around, waiting for the sunrise to come up, lots of noise. Um, it is not the sort of quiet spiritual thing that, uh, that you, if you're looking for that, it's don't go to Angkor Wat. You can go to a smaller temple and you can get into some of those temples at 5.30 in the morning. And I've done that before and you can almost have the temple to yourself in some cases. And you can have that kind of really quiet, you can listen to the birds and the wildlife and, and really have that, uh, um, you know, closeness with nature and the, the ruins. But you definitely won't get that uh, if you go to sunrise at Angkor Wat. Um, I always get that question now. Somebody's asking about my eyes. Uh, both my eyes are fine. I had a complete exam before I left uh, Saigon in uh, December. Uh, with uh, um, They did uh, laser scans and everything. So everything's fine. I'm just waiting. Uh, I Just sort of getting things together so I can get the cataract surgery on my left eye because there's a cataract... Uh, is usually a compli complication of a retinal detachment, which happened to me, of course, happens to most people. So I just have to get the cataract removed from my left eye and then I'll should be able to see, you know, almost as good as I used to in that eye. But right now my left eye is quite foggy, so I really have blurred vision uh, in my left eye. So I am from uh, Canada, I'm from Vancouver, and I've been away s almost seven years now. I've been living in Asia, these seven years this year. And I've been traveling to Asia for 11, 10 or 11 years now, and started living here about seven years ago. And if you have an idea for the podcast, by all means, uh, you please message me uh, if you have a suggestion or an idea about a topic for the Far East Travels podcast, john at fareasttravels.com. And uh, yes, of course, I do work. I work. I do all kinds of things that are uh, content-related or created, including podcasting, creating videos. I have my own YouTube channel. I don't wear glasses at the moment. I can't because the disparity is so huge between my right eye vision and left eye vision that it's would be impossible. I could, I suppose I could just wear one lens for my right eye to correct my distance, but I don't do that right now. These are uh, some beautiful lion statues here in the center of the Royal Gardens. And then uh, looking towards Raffles here, the five star, the first five star hotel, the largest French colonial uh, hotel in uh, Cambodia. So as I said, Jackie Onassis, Jacqueline Onassis stayed here, Charlie Chaplin, many, many uh, Hollywood stars, uh, dignitaries. 
presidents, prime ministers from countries have stayed here to see uh, the Anchor Wat and Anchor Ruins. It is uh, by most uh, travel magazines or a lot of travel magazines, uh, they always credit it as the top tourist attraction in Southeast Asia. Uh, a seven day pass now is $72 US, a one day pass is $37. And uh, uh, Cambodians uh, enter for free. No, it's, uh, it never gets cold here. This is the tropics, so I think the you know the the highs in the the, the cooler months would be about 24, 25 Celsius. And we're going to get into say like um, March, April would be the hottest months, so they can get up to 40 degrees in some places. So this is Raffles. It hasn't been a Raffles Hotel. I think it's only been a Raffles Hotel for maybe 30 years. Grand Hotel d'Encore. Now it's, people just call it the Grand here. So uh, rooms maybe, you know, maybe 350 uh, for the cheapest room here. Well, you must be really adjusted to tropics if you think that 79 Fahrenheit is, is cold, but I suppose, you know, if you live in a tropical place. But uh, certainly not for me. I, 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 can't, I can't even recall. It's, it's been so long since I've lived in a colder climate uh, that has a long winter season than what it's like to wear jackets and clothes and that. But when I lived in Taiwan, I did in the wintertime for maybe six to eight weeks have to wear heavier clothing or down jackets on occasion because the temperatures get uh, well cooler in northern Taiwan because it's a subtropical region. No, I don't miss the cold at all. I don't miss the sort of the constant rain and trudging through rain or snow. I, I never had to uh, walk through too much snow, but uh, no, I don't, I don't miss that weather at all. And I, I think it would be real hard adjustment for me to go back to that life. Now, since I've been here so long and I'm so used, I got so uncomfortable to just all I, you know, I just have to put a t-shirt on every day and, you know, a pair of pants, a pair of jeans. So this is the road uh, that I'm going to cross now to Anchor Wat. So usually if you're going to uh, go for sunrise, you kind of want to be there by about 5.30, quarter to six at the latest, if you want to get a decent spot to see. Um, somebody's asked me if I've ever been to New York. No, it's on my list of places to see for sure. But no, I have not. I've seen a few states, uh, but not uh, New York. Uh, mostly on the west, west side, west coast. No, um, I just crossed a you know section with no uh, lights here. Um, there are there are intersections, believe it or not, in Siem Reap with traffic lights. And then you can also, if you want to find out more about me, uh, I, I'd suggest you go to my website, FarEastTravels.com, and there's a whole bio and about me and uh, what I do and why I do it. That's probably the easiest way. Uh, for an explanation so I don't have to keep repeating it for people coming in on the live broadcast. But uh, FarEastTravels.com if you want to find out more about me and why I'm here, what I do. 
some lovely trees in this uh, area. Like a lot of people come here in the evening. Uh, they do exercise classes here. There is some gym equipment here. And so it's a, a really nice uh, social center for people uh, in the Siem Reap. Most of the tourists will go to the Pub Street area in the, e in the evenings. Uh, so if you want to avoid some of that, you would come down here. Can't even imagine what 10 degrees Fahrenheit would feel like right now. It's been so long. Now, I was in uh, Nepal a couple times in 2018, so I was in some pretty cold spots up in the Himalaya. Um, but uh, to be in uh, a climate like that would be quite an adjustment, I think, for me to do now that I've been away so long. It's 24 in New York City. Wow. Well, I'm so glad that you're watching. Oh, you can hear that music. Okay, that is a famous Cambodian singer. Or singers. That's great that you recognize that. So this is, again, walking back towards uh, the royal residence here. Some uh, gym equipment in the park they have here for folks. Uh, oh, this one, this, I was walking by here uh, a couple of days ago and they had all of this uh, gym equipment in plastic. They've taken the plastic off now. And so now they have a new gym section here for people. Quite, quite often in uh, Southeast Asia, in towns this size, even in the larger cities, uh, you'll see parks that have uh, uh, gym equipment out. Actually, uh, gym membership fees are quite expensive in uh, Southeast Asia compared to North American prices for some reason. They're higher. One of the few things that the price is higher, actually, in a lot of cases. All right, thank you so much for joining me. Uh, don't forget, you can uh, help others support the Far East Travels podcast or find the Far East Travels podcast by writing a review in the um, iTunes store. I'll leave a link in the show notes for that. Uh, you can also support the Far East Travels podcast by becoming a patron. And patrons also, at certain levels, get uh, exclusive access to uh, private episodes of the Far East Travels podcast. And you can also make a one-time donation as well uh, via PayPal to help support uh, what I do. So thank you so much. Until next time, I wish you safe travels and namaste.